0: Welcome to the AP Podcast. Today, we have Abe Aloko, uh with us tuning in. Welcome, Abe.
1: How's it going, guys? How are you?
0: Awesome, man. Hey, glad to have you on the show. So uh, what we're going to do today is really go through how Abe got started with his uh, fitness journey. He's a high-level athlete in the NPC division. Um, he's actually going to the Nationals and plays top 15. Uh, with a huge class, about sixty guys. So Abe knows what he's doing. He's been uh, competing now for a little while. So, yeah, Abe, what I want you to do is kind of give us a little rundown. Give us your your uh, story of how you got into the fitness industry.
1: Yeah, sure thing, man. Honestly, it all started. Uh, I'd say about junior high, going into high school, and it, it started in the you know it's it, it the story itself is pretty funny. So. Uh, my best friend at the time, he comes over one day, you know, and, um, we're messing around doing whatever. And he has this bright idea of doing, you know, like a push-up contest. So, you know, I'm like, yeah, whatever, you know, I'm not, I, I wasn't active at all at this time. Not at all. So I'm like, yeah, you know, whatever we'll do, you know, we'll do whatever. So, and I remember I did about, let's say I did about five or six. And I dropped down and I collapsed and I couldn't I I couldn't get up you know mm. and he obviously won so you know he's laughing and and in my mind I'm thinking you know like is this really like am I really this like is this like am I really this weak you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: so I mull it over a little bit um, two or three weeks passed or whatever and I go up to my dad and he's you know on the couch reading the newspaper and I I look at him I'm like dad I think I want to get stronger you know and he kind of looks at me. He's like, you know, well, that's fine. If that's what you want to do and whatever. So uh, a few weeks later, he comes back uh, and he gets me my first ever um, dumbbell. It was a pair of dumbbells and pair of eight pound dumbbells that he got from a garage sale. And, uh, and he gives them to me. And I'm like, I'm ecstatic, dude. You know, I'm, I'm like, you know, this is the, you know, I'm going to start the journey, you know, I'm going to get strong and everything. And, and, <laughs> I remember taking them upstairs. I'd never been so out of breath in my life, dude. Once I got up those stairs with the eight pounds, eight pounds, that was it, you know? And once I got up those stairs, you know, heart was racing and everything, and you know, it, And I knew like I had a lot of work ahead of me. So that's kind of how things got started. You know, I really, um, I kind of got really active after that. Um, I used those dumbbells a lot. I was sitting on the couch watching TV, just curling, you know, just yeah. doing whatever I could, you know, just to stimulate, just to get. You know things moving so and calisthenics were really huge at the early you know when I started um, I didn't really know too much about the gym lifestyle so I, I really avoided the gym I, honestly a lot of it was because I was intimidated myself mm-hmm. so I really kind of avoided uh, going to the gym and I kind of you know stuck with what I knew at home I watched a few guys on YouTube and I learned a little bit from them you know I did a lot of pull-ups I bought a, one of those pull-up bars I think I still have it somewhere in the, somewhere in the garage or something, but
0: I, yeah, uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> calisthenics king, you know, all day, so I did a little bit of that, and, um, you know, progress didn't come quick, you know, but I, slowly, slowly but surely, you know, so that passed, high school, you know, did that all throughout high school, three years of high school, and then when I really started getting into it was, I want to say, sophomore year of college that was when i really decided you know hey i think i've done enough with you know i've done all i can with calisthenics so yeah. i think it's kind of it's time to start moving you know to the next level you know actually go to the gym and actually you know uh do stuff with free weights and things like that so yeah. so i got a membership i went to michigan state university um, i graduated last year so i got a membership at powerhouse gym east lansing which is um which is the main gym for, you know, the kids that go to uh, Michigan State. So I got a membership there. And, um, and let's see. And, yeah, I really, you know, I started going with three, three buddies of mine. Um, we lived in the dorms. Uh, it was kind of like a, you know, a three-man squad type of thing. We each motivated each other. So, we, you know, we'd walk to the gym every day. You know, we kind of pick each other up when we're feeling down. You know, the three of us kind of go – going you know through the motions together you know hitting the gym learning off each other because we were all beginners at that point you know with the gym and aspects of the gym we were all we all didn't know what we were you know kind of doing kind of fumbling around trying to you know get as much information as we could so you know we did that um slowly but surely the months went by the three group three-man group you know turned to two you know and then the two man group. All of a sudden, I find myself. You know, I look to my side. I'm the only one. <laughs> That's <laughs> I, why you're <laughs> yeah, my, my boys are gone. You know, it's <laughs> funny. And it, you know, it. It's not. It, it life happens. You know. It. You realize that this isn't something that a lot of people like. When people give excuses, and I don't like to. It's understandable, you know, because life happens, you know, not everybody has the time to, you know, to give, you know, 1.5, two, three hours, whatever, how long it takes every day, you know, the consistency, it's hard for people. You know?
0: Yeah. bodybuilding's kind of a, a lonely sport in a way.
1: Exactly. 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 Very lonely sport. Very lonely. And um, yeah, like I, you know, three turned to two and then I found myself being the only one you know, walking in the pool, which was fine and everything. You know, I was able to motivate myself in a way. A big thing that I feel like helped me as well was um, I wasn't a very big party throughout college, so I didn't drink alcohol. Actually, I I, I haven't drank. I never drank alcohol. I only drank once in my life, and that was when I turned 21 as kind of like a rite of passage type of thing, you know. So um, I feel like that really helped out a lot it's crazy dude yeah no I
0: think so too uh, a lot of people try to fit in their macros or whatever but it's like the the effects that it has on your digestion and everything and nutrients is yeah
1: by far exactly exactly so I figured that you know I don't really do you know a lot of the conventional college things that college kids did you know for fun I didn't really do that I was honestly the kid that was in the gym you know 12 o'clock 11 o'clock at night on a Friday, you know, when everybody's out partying, doing whatever, you know, I'd be it'd be me and a few other people, you know, just grinding it out in the gym. So um did that for about two years, slowly made progress. Um and honestly, it was the the number one thing I can attribute that to is consistency, you know. And I I preach that day in and day out. It's really it, if there's one thing you can be you know, counting your macros and doing all that is good. The person that does that is good, but the person that's going to make the most progress in my opinion is the person that's the most consistent, you know, even if they're not completely 100% on top of, you know, their numbers or their diet or things, if, as long as they're consistent, they're in the long run going to make more progress than the person that is counting their numbers, but they're not consistent about it. You know what I'm saying?
0: I agree a hundred percent. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I agree. Cause, uh, a lot of people will jump around, they will do all this stuff. They'll fall off on a weekend give exactly. a and all that stuff. Exactly. And uh, I noticed for sure in any sort of prep or off season I've done, um, consistency will always outweigh, uh, the strategy that you have.
1: Exactly. For sure. Exactly. But,
0: but, but yeah, so I guess what I want to ask you, you started out with calisthenics. I really kind of want to ask you, you know, the importance of that or how much of an effect you think that had on you building your base How, you know, how, how in depth did you get into it? I've never really, um, went into that with my viewers at all. So maybe kind of give us a background of some stuff you did for calisthenics, obviously body weight stuff, but I mean, like go through kind of importance, what you started out with because a lot of people listening right now probably are just starting out.
1: Yeah, sure thing. Um, I started out honestly what, you know, I feel like most people do, you know, I went on YouTube, I didn't know anything, you know? I went on YouTube. I typed in home workouts because, like I said, I was in kind of intimidated of the gym. So I wanted to see how much progress I could kind of make, you know, in the privacy of my own home, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I did that. I did a lot of push-ups. I bought one of those uh, uh, weighted vests. I got them. I got it on Amazon. It was about forty bucks. Um, I think it was about a forty-pound weight vest uh with forty pounds uh, added to my current body weight. And mm-hmm. I did a bunch of push ups with that on. You know, I did pull ups with the uh with the bar that I bought, uh and the vest on top of that. So yeah just a bunch of uh stuff that I could do at home, you know the dips I would bring two chairs together, you know dining room chairs, and I'd try to do dips on top of that, which i don't recommend by the way that's very dangerous so, <laughs> <laughs> so don't try don't try to do that uh without proper you know precautions first so um but yeah uh calisthenics the big the big three i'd say were push ups pull ups and dips and for you
0: did that for I want to say four, six years almost. Then.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I did that throughout uh, the end of junior high to the end of high school. So about four years. Yeah. Did that for about four years. Yeah. Four
0: years. Yeah. Yeah. And I, a lot of people think that you can't make gains, you know, we can only make gains with the weights and the, all this crazy heavy lifting. And I mean, I believe in the stuff obviously, but mm-hmm. I mean the base and getting into it, I think you can make a ton of gains with just body weight stuff. Oh, no huh. doubt.
1: Dude. Yeah. Definitely. definitely.
0: Yeah, focusing on your nutrition too. And um, tell us about that. When did you really start getting serious about your nutrition?
1: Yeah. So um, I'd say when I really, when I really started getting uh, really into the nutrition was when I started getting into competing as well. So that started, um, I did my first show 2015 that was in Kalamazoo. And that was my junior year of college. So that was a year after I started living at the gym. And um, to be honest with you, man, I wasn't really, I didn't really like the idea of competing at first um, because I didn't really see the, uh, the point of it.
0: I know, let me hold on, still don't.
1: You know, uh, a friend of mine just kind of brought it up in passing, you know, in conversation. And I would look at some of those guys, and I'd actually, you know, I'd actually like chuckle, you know. I'd be like, you know, look at this guy, you know, shirt off, you know. Yeah, you know, they look good, but I didn't see the point of it myself, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and another thing too was that I didn't honestly, I didn't think I could achieve that, you know. I'm looking at some of these guys. I'm like, I can't look like this, you know. Like I didn't, you know, I I've only been lifting for a year, you know. I've there, they, I can't, I can't reach this level, you know. These guys are. I always looked at it like these guys were so far ahead of me, you know, so I didn't think that it was something that I could possibly attain or do at that point in time. So, but, um, slowly but surely a lot of people kept coming up to me like, Hey man, you know, you know, wow, you look pretty good. This and that, you know, in in my mind, I'm still the same skinny kid that started, you know, for calisthenics, whatever. So, but more and more slowly, you know, but surely people kept coming up to me and, you know, letting me, letting me know that, you know, I do have, I guess I had the, uh, they say, you know, I have the, what did they say? You know, like I have the, 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 but the body for it, you know, the talent for it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm blowing them off in my mind. I'm kind of like, yeah, yeah. you know, the, You know, thank you, whatever, you know, but then I'm thinking about it and I'm like, you know, I might as well give it a shot. Like what is there to lose? You know? Mm-hmm. And. I figured that uh, it'd be worth a shot. So I do my research. Um, I get the NPC card. I decided to kind of test the waters a little bit and do the first, the smallest show that I could do just to kind of see, you know, because I didn't know what I was, it was a different world I was going into. So yes, yeah. to kind of see what was, you know, what I was getting myself in store, you know? So I did that. Um, I hired a coach for my very first one. Um, where to help me with the nutrition and things like that. Um, I learned about my macros. I did research on that and I was already interested in this stuff because I knew that this was what you needed to do in order to get the most results, the most bang out of your buck, Mm
0: -hmm. you know,
1: going to the gym and things like that. So I was already, I already had an interest in it. I just needed somebody to kind of propel me into that,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: into that lifestyle, you know, of counting macros and eating, you know, nutritious whole dense foods and things like that. So, um, so I hired a coach. Luckily, my best friend, uh, Charles, a good friend of mine, he actually did the show with me. And um, if there's anything I can recommend is at least for your very first show, if you're interested in competing, try to do it with, you know, a friend or try to do it with a team or somebody else, you know, it mm-hmm. just makes it that much easier because yeah. you guys can feed off each other.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: the, yeah. days where, the days where it, one of you doesn't want to go, you can motivate that other person to kind of, you know it's kind of a pick me up, you know, you see your buddy working, you know, you know, you're going to have to compete against him. So you get your you know, butt up and start working too, you know? So,
0: yeah, no, I agree a hundred percent. I, uh, I did the same when I started uh, competing is get on a team and mm-hmm. uh, locally and we would all be at the gym. And if you weren't there, you would get in a text. You'd be like, Hey man, where are you at? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't right. So uh, it's a good accountability source. I completely agree. Right.
1: But- Definitely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, nutrition was good. You know, I got, I got all my information, you know, about that. A lot of it was self-researched as well. I really, I really picked a lot of stuff from YouTube was a big source. I read a lot of articles online. Um, I did a lot of research to really get the nutrition aspect of things down.
0: And what did you learn? What did you, uh, what are some, some quick tips for like first starting out, uh, maybe you are wanting to compete, but maybe you're just trying to, you know, make some muscle gains and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. What were the kind of the first steps that you took into, uh, trying to create your own macro plan or just your actual, just daily routine of eating?
1: Yeah. So number one, I would say that I learned, I learned this pretty quickly too, was that protein is key. You know, protein is key. Protein is the main, if, if, if you don't eat anything throughout the day, at least get your protein in. In terms of um, building muscle, it, it's pretty much a it's, a it's a prerequisite, you know? You have to get your protein in. You have to get your protein in. That should be the number one rule cemented in your head. If you're trying to make, you know, hypertrophy gains, muscle gains, protein should be the primary mac it's not, the, it's not the only one that's important, mm-hmm. but it should be the one that you give priority to.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I agree. Yeah. If anything, get your protein in, man. (laughs) Save that muscle as much as you can.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. So and I kind of knew that a little bit going into as well, but, but I didn't realize how important it was to keep your protein, you know, high or how important it was to get adequate amounts of protein. You know, I thought I I always thought I got enough. I always thought I got or I should say I always ate a lot less than I thought I needed, you know. I needed a lot more than I ate. So,
0: yeah, and I, noticed that, I noticed that with a lot of competitors too, is, uh, are I mean, when I coach people, I'm, I'm working them, I'm rather have them eating more and training more to try to, you know, create higher metabolism and obviously more muscle gain. So definitely I think people underfeed themselves in the beginning exactly, and then when exactly. they get to the end, they don't really know where to go. <laughs>
1: exactly. You know, and you're kind of stuck in that loop, you know, but, um, definitely protein is key. Number one, you know?
0: Okay. Yeah. Protein's key. Um, and then you kind of, kind of go into, uh, the foods that you were eating on prep. Uh, what was kind of like a basis of that?
1: Yeah. So, um, my family's big on rice. We're from Africa. (laughs) So rice is a staple for us. Um, so, and luckily that was already a big, uh, rice is already a big bodybuilding food. You know, it's just a good, it's a good, good carb source. Um, very digestible, easily digestible. Your body handles it, handles it well. You know, it doesn't give you any. Most people, you know, it's not gluten intolerant. You don't got to worry about all that with rice. You know, so it's the. It was a primary carb for me for my first show, um, and I had no problem doing that because I already ate so much of it to begin with. It wasn't anything, you know, new for me. So, yeah. rice was my main kind of carb source, energy source. Um, I didn't really put for my first show, I didn't really give enough importance to the fact that I should have had uh, micronutrients in my diet, which I know now is really, you know, a major thing, but I didn't really, you know, put that into account. I knew you were supposed to eat your vegetables and everything, but I didn't really, um, give that priority, which it should be, you know? Mm -hmm. So micronutrients are key. Um, you get stuff like you get those out of vegetables, you know, fruits, Nutrient-dense foods like sweet potatoes, you know, um, what else can we name, you know, pineapple, all types of, you know, very nutrient whole foods. You get a lot of micronutrients out of that. And micronutrients are, if not just as important, honestly, if not more than the macronutrients, you know, because that's what is happening at the cellular level. The micronutrients are helping... You know with uh, cell division and you know keeping everything in check so you actually make the most use of your time at the gym you know, exactly. um, you know I agree. Like, so. yeah no, I agree a hundred percent
0: um to are' I gonna? I gonna ask you uh what would do you prefer macros prepping for a show, or do you prefer a laid out plan that's like a consistent basis of a schedule every week or whenever you change your phase, what kind of work best for you? Um, what do you recommend for people and why?
1: Um, I honestly, I started with macros, the, my first coach started me off with macros and, um, I've been doing that ever since then. You know, it hasn't really been, I, I didn't mind macros because I knew that the good thing about macros is that if you, if it fit, your macros is, you know, really popular and everything, but, the thing is that it works to a certain extent, but you have to make sure that you um, get all your micronutrients and things like that in there. But the good thing about that is, was that it didn't really limit me to my diet, you know. I knew that as long as I got my numbers down and I knew what numbers I had to hit, that the world is kind of your oyster in that sense, that you're able to kind of eat what you want, you know, pertaining that it does actually fit into those macros, into those numbers, you know. And it's obviously not a free for all, you know, go pick out or eat, you know, buffet or whatever, but you have to make the smart, it's good because you have to make the smart choices that let you know that, you know, for example, I, I use masking for an example. I personally don't like them because, um, yeah, they're good for uh, bulking up, but the fact that the macros are so misconstrued, there's, there's like 50 grams of carbs, but there's only like, let's say 20 grams of protein, you know, and that's such a weird, that's not a very versatile um, macronutrient profile, you know, Mm -hmm. you can only use about two scoops and then you're at your carb limit for the day, let's say, and you haven't really hit your protein yet. So for the rest of the day, you got to get that protein in and it doesn't really help out. I learned that the hard way actually because I try to fit a mask in or in my first prep and it wasn't really working out with my macros, my macros really much. So I couldn't really utilize that. So I learned that, you know, I had to make the smart decisions on what to use for foods to hit my numbers. And, you know, I learned that if it fit your macros, it doesn't automatically mean that you're able to kind of just, you know, have a f- freedom to eat what you want. It's if it fit your macros to a certain extent, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I agree 100%. Um, A lot of people use the If It Fits Your Macros for them eating Pop-Tarts and junk and stuff. Exactly. Like you said, the micronutrients are so huge. And also, um, the food volume, especially at the end of prep. I mean, you could do If It Fits Your Macros all you want, but I don't think you're going to be wanting a Pop-Tart at the very end. (laughs) You've got that much carbs for the day. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. But, yeah. so. I guess you've been going through macros, um, and I wanted to kind of ask you, since you were on the national stage, uh, placed top 15, what was that prep like? Like, give us an insight to be at that level, the amount of training, the amount of cardio, maybe the strictness of food, uh, maybe even, like, you can go into supplementation of, like, you know, whatever pre-workouts or whatever you're taking for fat burners and stuff. Just kind of give us, like, a, a, a lay down um, and also how much you think genetics play a role at that point, at that level? You know what I mean? Um,
1: honestly, uh, luckily enough, I did, I did pretty well uh, my first two shows. So I was lucky enough to place first in both of them. And um, I will say this. Then once there's a really big difference between local and national, you know, um, Michigan is very small. Michigan is not a competitive state at all. So to be good in Michigan is not really, you can be good in Michigan, but you really realize how big the world is once you step on the national stage, you know, nationals, everybody's on point. Everybody looks phenomenal. You know, everybody is on top of their diet, on top of their training, on top of everything, because they're all trying to reach that pro level, you know, Mm -hmm. they're all trying to go pro. Mm -hmm. So, um, I will say that I brought a lot more intensity during prep for the national show. Um, for junior nationals, the intensity was definitely a lot higher than my first two of them. Um, just because I knew what was at stake, you know? Mm -hmm. So intensity was very high. Um, my diet was, I would say immaculate. I didn't, I made sure I hit every gram, every macronutrient to the letter. You know, I drop a, I'd drop a little thing of rice i'd pick it up and eat it because that was part of my macros you know <laughs>
0: <That's> awesome, <dude. laughs>
1: you know i i made sure that you know i made sure i had left no stone unturned because i wanted to go up there and realize that even if i lost i knew that i'd done everything in my power that was possible for me to do you know mm-hmm. so um but yeah it's it's it's, a, it's night and day dude it's night and day it's night and day the competition is just fierce um A lot of people are gunning for that top spot and it's it's tough you know it's tough but i will say that it's very it teaches you that it teaches you discipline on top of it you know if if anything it teaches you to be disciplined with your prep because you know what you like the thing i tell people is that nobody else up there knows what they've put in except you you know how many hours you put in the gym you know you know if you've been hitting your macro nobody else knows that but you you know you can have a coach you can have you know you can check in with your coach you can check in with your trainer or whatever but at the end of the day you know yourself if you've hit your you know if you've done everything that you needed to do to you know get to where you need to get you know so um it was definitely it was that it was a fun it was a fun experience um i was i won't lie i was a bit bummed out because i do know that i put you know Hundred ten percent into everything that uh, pertained to that prep, so I was a bit bummed out that I didn't get cracked, you know, the top ten. But mm-hmm. it's just one of those things that happens, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just know that it wasn't really a lot of it was because that I wasn't, um, I don't, I wasn't mature enough yet. There's something called muscle maturity I don't quite have yet, you know. So that was really what held me back. But you know, I know what the improvements that I have to make to if I do step on nationals again, I know what I have to do to kind of get better. So I'm, you know, and I'm ready to kind of do that when that time comes, you know?
0: Yeah. 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 What is your uh, plan now with that? Are you trying to do another national show?
1: Yeah. So now I have to get requalified because I've, uh, my qualification has kind of run out for this year. So I have to do another local show to get requalified to step on junior nationals again. So what I'm thinking I'm doing is I'm probably going to do a local show sometime later this year and maybe hit up junior nationals again next year so i'm going to give myself a good amount of time to really kind of bulk up and you know grow and um and kind of tackle junior nationals again you know with even greater intensity greater focus greater drive and just kind of see where that you know hopefully bump up my post and from there you know
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well yeah i think that a lot of people uh go in and out of shows pretty rapidly and they'll do back to back to back. Mm -hmm. I actually did that when I was competing, but I noticed that, um, the amount of gains obviously kind of depends because when you're in prep mode, like, yeah, it's fun. The journey is awesome. At the end, you're just like, shit, I want to be done. (laughs) Like, like you want to get on stage, you feel like you're like, all right, well, I'm, I'm excited for this bulk, Right. Um, and then, uh, so I, I think that um, really spending a good amount of time in the off season is something that people lack. And what you said is the consistency in the off season is what people lack. Yes. Um, because yes. I think the off season is, if not more important than the on season. Definitely. Um, and definitely. So, so yeah, I think that's that's cool that you're taking that time off and really kind of understanding the the thing. Because I've seen you like pitchers and everything on stage, like definitely have potential like people are saying the genetics the the taper everything you get shredded so uh i think that you'll do i think you'll break that top 10 if not more uh this this next national show so i'm excited for you man Thank
1: you, brother. i appreciate that thank you brother yeah
0: you. but but yeah so i guess um a couple last things like i want to know your training volume a little bit and maybe people who are um prepping do you like the Heavier sets still all the way to the end, trying to maintain your strength. Do you like uh, trying to keep a a high volume, more of like a higher rep pump workout? Kind of talk about uh, what you like to do during the prep.
1: Yeah, sure thing. So during prep, I noticed that I personally lose strength very quickly. Um, It's just that, you know, everybody's different when it comes to prep. Some people are blessed and they're able to kind of keep their strength consistently throughout a long prep. But I wasn't, you know, I'm not one of those people. So I tend to lose strength. Once my calories drop from base, I lose strength like that, you know. So I've made it kind of a rule of thumb to keep the heavy weights to a minimum, especially during prep, because you really don't want to get injured during that time, you know. So, and the quickest way to get injured is to, you know, overload yourself with heavy weights. That's the quickest way to kind of, you know, God forbid something happened. That's the quickest way to put you out of the game. So Um, I keep, I do a lot of high volume, um, medium rep range. You have to listen to your body too, because your body will tell you, you know, you do what is permissible with the energy that you have, um, you know, at that point in time. So, you know, if you're not, if you you know that you're, if you kind of know yourself and you know that you're the person that is vulnerable to losing strength quickly, you know, don't overload, don't overload the weights you know, don't focus on doing high weights because you know that you don't really have the strength to do that kind of weight because, you know, you're not in the off season, you're in prep mode now. So don't, you know, overload yourself and risk getting injured, you know, because that's going to put you out of the game completely Then you're not going to be able to train, do anything, you know? Mm -hmm. So I personally focus on high volume. You know, I listen to my body, you know, if there's a particular day I'm feeling good, you know, I'll add a little bit of weight but I'm always careful to not make sure that I overload the weights, you know, like in the off season, I, I eat, let's say, roughly 35, 4,000 calories a day, you know? So I, you know, I throw on weights like it's nothing, you know, provided with good form and everything. But, you know, I, I'm very, I'm much more, um, I'm not as lenient as I am in the off season because I know that I'm having I have the calories to back it up, you know? Mm -hmm. So really listen to your body. Um, your body will tell you what you honestly, what you need to do. You have to be very in tune with that. Um, and you know, that takes, that takes, uh, experience, you know, that takes practice. You have to kind of do a few preps to really know what your body responds to well in terms of training and nutrition. Yeah. Yeah. I think that
0: training and nutrition really goes into what you're kind of saying is your recovery. Um, people recover so differently. And I noticed I actually lose strength as well when I, are starting to like prep or just lean down. Um, and I don't know if that's just a body type kind of deal of what the hell it is. But, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah, I think that listening to your body, a lot of people will go starting out prep and go balls to the wall, taking all these stems and then like lifting heavy as they can kind of burn themselves out by the exactly. sixth, seventh, eighth week. Um, In when it's again, right? Cortisol and everything. But um, exactly. I think that one thing if people could take away is, is really knowing when to, take that day off, you know, mm-hmm. rather than injure yourself or, or, mm-hmm. su- or such. Right. I mean, there's a sense of like, got to hustle. You got to work hard. Like working hard is essential,
1: but working smart is so much essential as well. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. So that's important, dude, you know? And one thing I will say is, um, it's good to listen to, you know, listen to your coach. Yes. But at the end of the day, your coach isn't you, you know? If you know, that you're, if you know that something your coach is telling you to do won't sit well with you, your body, then don't do it, you know? Your coach can only... Your coach knows, has the information, but he, he's not in your body, so he doesn't know, you know, what your, your body responds to. Only you know that, you know? So always put your... Co- you know, always listen to your coach, but put your body as priority, you know? Take, put your body priority first, mm-hmm. so let's say your coach has you do a certain uh for example i can't do close grip bench because my wrists are shot <laughs> i have terrible wrists so um it's very awkward for me to lift uh the barbell um very closely because my wrists don't bend like that they're not very flexible so let's say a coach had me had a plan for me doing uh you know a training plan or whatever or he had me doing close grip bench you know yeah, the coach is knowledgeable. Close grip Bench is a great exercise, you know. He's knowledgeable that that's a good exercise that, you know, for me to do. But knowing my physiology, I don't have the, you know, I don't have the, my wrists aren't going to allow me to do that, and that's going to put me in a greater position to get injured. Mm-hmm. So you have to really put your body first, you know, and talk to your coach or, you know, your help trainer, whoever's helping you with that, talk to them, let them know, you know, let them know your limitations so they can kind of tailor your the diet or the training style around that, you know
0: mm-hmm. yeah uh, one thing to add to that I, I completely 100% agree and, and I actually had an old my very first coach and mentor um, he used to tell me because I would have trouble I actually tore my ACL and I was mm-hmm. coming back into it
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and uh, I just couldn't squat like my Dorsiflexion was horrible. My my, I mean my hip mobility. Everything was just all off because you know I had an injury, and so yeah. I was getting mad because I'm like wanting to get that going because I know that obviously a barbell back is a staple, right? Right, exactly. But he's just like, listen, we aren't trying to. We're not power athletes here. We're bodybuilders. Like mm-hmm. we're bodybuilding to sculpt our bodies a certain way. Mm-hmm. Put yourself in a position to not injure yourself and to activate the muscles and create hypertrophy the way you want. So he said, you know, you don't have to squat in order to get legs and whatever. You know, exactly. it's a staple, but I think that a lot of people will go and do wrong form thinking they're doing better things, but they're yeah. actually hurting themselves more.
1: Completely. Different. So
0: I had to take a lot of time and on this hack squat, even the Smith machine and just like different leg variation, leg press mm-hmm. uh, until now. I've really worked on dorsiflexion and hip mobility, so now I can back squat, but it took me a while, and it took me some dumb mistakes of, like, trying, you know, but if that was anything I could uh, offer for athletes is, you know, don't skip squats to say you need to skip squats, but if you really (laughs) can't do it, don't
1: force yourself into something that is that could take you out of the gym, right? Exactly, exactly, you know. Like I said, the number one thing is, it, it's funny because everybody looks at bodybuilders as, you know, these big macho guys, you know, impervious to physical damage, but our number one fear is getting injured, you know, like that's the number yeah, one thing exactly, we don't yeah. want to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. So And like you said, just be smart about it. Like you said, train smart, you know, hard work and dedication, you know, that's all fine and good, but just be smart about that, you know, make sure that you stay within your body's limitations. You know, don't overdo things that you don't have to overdo and just overall be mindful of what your body tells you because your body will talk to you. Your body will talk to you, you know, and Mm -hmm. just it's up to you whether you listen to it or not. So
0: awesome, dude. Well, hey, last thing I want you to just say or give some advice to all the viewers. If they're going to be competing in their first show, if they're entering their very first weight loss phase, if they're just already out in middle school, kind of give one last piece of advice that you would uh, give them going into their very first journey. Hmm. I know put you on the spot. Let's see. Out
1: of everything you've learned. Honestly, I, to, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but consistency guys, consistency, consistency, consistency please, that's the number one thing I can honestly, if I can drill it, if you learn nothing from this whole conversation, just learn to be consistent, you know, that's the number one key to success in terms of nutrition, in terms of, you know, training, in terms of sleep, in terms of, you know, everything, just make sure you're consistent, make sure you have some sort of plan, you know, a lot of people just kind of go to the gym and, you know, shoot the, you know, shoot the, you know, shoot the shit, and, you know, they just kind of walk around, you know, exercise, lift, and, you know, they go home, eat, you know, go out, party, whatever, like you said, and they don't really have, they fall off and fall back, fall off and, you know, come back, fall off, come back. That really doesn't get you anywhere. You're like a hamster spinning in a wheel, you know? You're going, but you're not really going anywhere because you're consistently kind of, you know, stopping and starting, Mm -hmm. you know? So just be consistent with whatever you do, and honestly, that really. Transcends not only bodybuilding, dude, but that is a is one of the greatest facts of life as well. You know, to be successful, you have to be persistent. You have to be consistent. You know, so Mm -hmm. that would honestly be the key. Consistency is key. key. (laughs) I I got that in my bio as well.
0: Consistency. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, hey, man, thank you so much for being on the AP podcast today. Um, Awesome story. Uh, I really enjoy getting some insight of how you think about prep, how you think about certain stuff with training and nutrition. So I really
1: do appreciate it, man. Sure thing. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm going to do guys is link up Abe's um, Instagram and uh, contact information. You can follow him, follow his journey, um, support him because he's going to be a, a national champ
1: someday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so anyways, guys, uh, thanks for viewing. Thank you, Abe, for being on the AP podcast and we'll see you next time.
1: All right. Take care, guys. Bye.